0: what's up what's up what's up here's your boy chris lee tv back again on the financial trucker podcast bringing you guys another episode today i have chris aka uh, uh philly chris He goes by philly chris on twitter um, no talk about truck
1: trapping oh twitter. my bad
0: Heck yeah my bad truck trapping let me get that right um that's just what we call it all right uh truck trapping um, so me and Chris met on Twitter. Um, I have the Mentorship Monday spaces. I don't think that's how we met, though.
1: Nah, um, I got added to the, uh, to the group chat.
0: Yeah, so you came into the the, the hellfire. Um, <laughs> all right, um, so uh, you're, he's a fellow truck driver, and I wanted to bring him out here because he has a lot of information, a lot of good knowledge. Um, he was able to leverage his CDL to do some pretty dope things. Um, Chris, do you want to give the people a little background, kind of how you uh, got into the trucking industry? And-
1: um, yeah, no problem at all. Um, I've been doing this coming up on what is it? It'll be nine years this year. I've had my CDL. Um, I was in the Marines prior to for uh, twelve years. After getting out of the Marines, tried to do the college thing. wasn't working out too well. Was working in a nightclub. Got into some pretty heavy stuff over there with a uh, partying, you know, drugs, lots of drinking, you know, all that good stuff. And then it was just like, you know what? I need to get my life together. So college wasn't cutting it. I couldn't focus with that, with the schedule of working at the club and everything else. So I was like, let me go get my CDL. So I dropped out of college went over to the uh technical institute enrolled in the CDL class that same day they said uh can you pass a drug test i said hell no nah. <laughs> i said i need a 30-day break for that <laughs> came back and got, got right to it
0: for sure for sure um so like you said um you've been doing this for nine years i think you're one of the uh the i guess more senior truck drivers not like in a like an older way but you have you had like more longevity um, within our group mm-hmm. chat. Uh, I think Abraham is a. He's uh, up with me. Yeah, Abraham is uh, the other guy who's had their CDL the longest, um, which is pretty dope. We get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good experience and guidance, like Jim said, just hearing from y'all. Um, so, was the Marines able to pay for that? Because I know they, they helped probably with uh, the college, but were they able to help with? You getting your cdo
1: like what was that process like yeah um i was using the gi bill um in college to use that to pay for it. they basically it's the money i earn while being active duty so i was able to actually utilize the post 9 11 gi bill to go to the technical institute which is because they consider it i guess a trade school and uh so they paid for my tuition <clears throat> they also gave me uh money to cover like the learning books and they gave me a stipend for that. And also gave me like a housing allowance for the month. Even though like I was still right there at the same house I was living at, it still got the housing allowance on top of pay- them paying for everything plus the stipend to use for books and materials and stuff like that.
0: Gotcha. So what was like that first company job uh, like for you? Because I know like sometimes uh Um, military CDL drivers come in and they have a little bit uh, more incentive sometimes? Like, uh, were you able to take advantage of any of that kind of
1: stuff? Well, you see, I never dealt with any of the CDL stuff while I was in the military. It wasn't until I transferred out. But I was able to use, like, my mentality and how I was raised in the the Marine Corps with the, hey, you got to do this this way. You got to be here on time no matter what. I was able to take that stuff that I learned and transition that into my truck driving career. So like I pride myself on not being late. I pride myself on communication, you know what I mean? So when I went to my first company after CDL school, I was I started at Prime. Gotcha. And uh, literally, the first shift that I was with my trainer, he went to sleep because he was like, Yeah, you got this. <laughs>
0: so um, so okay, you got the CDL while you were still in the military. No. Okay. I guess I was confused about that part.
1: No, I got I got out of the Marines in uh twenty thirteen mm-hmm. in June. And then like I said, I tried to go to college for like two two semesters, three semesters, something like that. And then I was like I was working at a nightclub also, so like my day was I had nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also having two little kids. Now ex wife, you know it was, I didn't have time to do anything. So then I transitioned over to going to the technical institute to get my CDO. Now there was a guy in my class that was still active duty, mm-hmm. and got his CDO. Uh, Marine Corps paid for that. That uh, the troops to truckers pr- uh, program.
0: Yeah, I've heard about that. I've actually heard about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was that like? How long did you stay at Prime before you transitioned out of there?
1: I was there for I want to say like 6 7 months and then I found a local job.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> so I know like as far as kind of when I met you you were already I believe you're already an owner operator. Yes. So how did gonna- you how did you go from prime, you know what I'm saying, to owner operator like what was that journey like?
1: All right. (laughs) So the guy who was training me was a lease operator over at Prime. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I learned everything the lease operator way over there. So when I got off of his truck, I went straight into a lease op.
0: Don't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you.
1: um, I was doing that. And then uh, from there, I I decided, you know, I want to be home more. I was going two, three months at a time. I want to be home more. i got little kids so i found a local job yep. hauling like um sand and stone during the nice months and then diesel and heating oil during the winter mm-hmm. got fired from there because of a patch of ice oh well whatever life goes on um nope nobody got hurt nobody got injured no part just the uh i took out a fence at a place i was delivering at.
0: yeah
1: and uh So I went, I left, got fired from there and went over to quality carriers doing, yeah, chemicals and all that stuff. And uh, I was a company guy there for a little while. Then uh, I got asked if I wanted to team drive with somebody because they had just got this contract. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, they said this was the money they were going to pay. I forget what the exact it was for the company, but it was decent money. So we started teaming and then we found me and the guy were like, they're making some really good money off this product. Let's find out what it would be if we leased the truck from them. So, and mind you, they had bought us a brand new truck,
0: right.
1: QC, because all of QC's trucks were single bumps. We're like, we'll stay on this. If you buy us a truck with a, with a, uh, two beds, you know, tires, there's a bed with this dude. I get up, he has to flip it over, put his sheets on. You know what I mean? I, I, ugh. Yeah. Just, So we decided to start leasing that truck because the money was good. The money was very good over there on that contract. And then uh, we're like, yo, we're tired of making these payments on a lease truck. Let's buy our own truck and lease it. So we bought our own truck. It was the first time doing the owner operator stuff. And uh, yeah, it was, oh man, if we didn't move the truck, if the truck sat parked all week, we got $8,000 to the truck. If okay. we did, if we did one run, at least one run, we got $12,000 to the truck.
0: What?
1: If we did three runs in a, in, in a week, we got, uh, it was like 16,000 to the truck. And it all it was, was taking a loaded trailer to Houston area and yeah. bringing it back.
0: That's a sweet deal. No, it
1: was great. It right. was great.
0: So two things. All right. So mm-hmm. what was that process like buying your first truck, um, especially as a team? Like y'all are y'all are. You know what I'm saying like was your team driver was this like a random guy? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it was some random guy that they
1: paired me up with.
0: And y'all y'all like saw it through to buy a truck together. And- well,
1: the first truck um, was in my name. Mm-hmm. I bought the first truck, um, and you know we formed the LLC together and everything like that, where we were both on the LLC and. Uh, yeah we went through we got the truck we made we were making payments out of the business account that we had Mm -hmm. the process was very simple we went through uh mhc kenworth for our first truck um all you had to do put five thousand dollars down and we went pick the truck up then we just made our monthly payment
0: for sure
1: we had to have our insurance and stuff like that
0: so would you recommend that over, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I have to have a pretty nice credit score to put $5,000. I think they were asking me for 10000 down. down. Um, so would you recommend people going that route as far as, you know, from the lease route or going to a dealership and actually talking and sitting down with them?
1: Oh, I would definitely purchase a truck and lease a truck to a company. Yeah. Definitely. Because definitely. when you're leasing that truck, you're paying – yeah, it might be yours at the end of that three year lease, but you're stuck at that company. You're stuck with, you know what I mean? Making that payment every week and 90% of the time what they're, you're paying weekly and what it adds up to monthly is a lot more than what I'm paying for my truck. 100%. Basis. 100%. You're, you're paying your insurance, you're paying all this and that extra into it at one shot, but at the end of the month, you're paying... $3,600 for your truck and insurance and everything, everything that they, you know what I mean? they truck, they're hitting you with, I'm paying 25 and that was okay. my insurance on my truck. And that was two truck payments and insurance at one point. Okay. I yeah, yeah I, I had two trucks at one point.
0: Gotcha. When was that? Like, um, when I was at,
1: at quality carriers, I ended up, we ended up buying a second truck. So
0: were y'all you know, still teaming or like did y'all just put someone in that truck?
1: we um we ended up splitting
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um because they lost that contract that we were on
0: yeah
1: so as soon as they lost that contract i said yo we need to get out of here so um he couldn't leave yet because he had gotten into an accident so he couldn't uh i went i took one truck over to landstar gotcha and he couldn't go over to landstar because he had just gotten into an accident they had they made him wait for a little while so he stayed with the one truck over there at quality i went over to landstar so now we're double double tapping the account filling it up filling it up filling it up
0: so um with you being the initial investor was there like a percentage like split that was a little more in your favor or was it 50 50 down split like how did y'all work that out
1: it was 50 50 because the second truck he put up the money for
0: gotcha yeah that's dope
1: so, I put the money up on the first one. He put the money up on the second one. That's fire. Mm-hmm.
0: How did y'all, like, how did this, you know what I'm saying? What was that relationship like? Because y'all are were total strangers at one point in time. Yeah.
1: You know we, just, we just clicked. We both wanted money. We mm-hmm. both, you know, we were both hungry for the money. We are both like, hey, we can make this work. He'd like, I liked the schedule that we had. I drove from six in the morning to six at night he loved working nights from six at night to six in the morning so everything just meshed perfectly
0: i'm getting like a lot of uh like you're the second team driver i spoke to and that's how like Lo said she set hers up was like she would drive during the day and her partner would drive at night so mm-hmm. okay i never drove really teams i did training so it was kind of a little like I, whenever i need you to drive or whenever yeah. i'm not driving then kind of it was like that but um okay i see how how that's working So how long did that last with you? Um, Like, are you guys still in business?
1: How long did that? No. The one, well, my truck ended up uh, dying. Like, just everything went wrong on it. Like, Mm -hmm. right when we were getting ready to pay it off, just everything went wrong. So I just told him, come take the truck back. Yeah. (laughs) I I did a voluntary repossession on it. Like, yeah, come take the truck back. I, I'm not paying to get it, it costs me more to repair everything than this truck's worth for sure. So just come take the truck back and they did no, no issues. Um, it only affected my credit for like a year, because once they uh they put it up for auction, they sold the truck that went and co- cleared out the, um, the remaining balance and they kept whatever was. You know what I mean? Afterwards, 100%. Yeah, so it only was on my credit for like a year. It doesn't even show up there anymore, which was which is um and funny thing, I actually saw my truck being hauled on the back of another truck to the like the guy who purchased it at a um truck stop.
0: Wait, all right, wait, wait,
1: wait. (laughs) The truck that I sold, my first truck, I pull up to get fuel and I'm looking, I'm like, man, that truck looks familiar. And I walk over and I look, and it had my Marine Corps logo and Semper Fidelis across the back of the truck that I had on there. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I just bought this at an auction. Right, that's my truck, or that's was crazy. my truck." I was like, "Can I get the um, the air knobs off of it?" He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, it's like, "He's got my Marine Corps air knobs on there still." He's like, "Oh yeah, come on, get them."
0: That's crazy. So just <laughs> randomly, you pulled up.
1: <laughs> yep, completely random.
0: That's wild.
1: So we went back down to one truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were working at a uh, high, cu- high country transportation,
0: never heard of
1: them. Uh, they're out of Texas. Um, they're kind of like a Landstar type deal. Gotcha, a you know, trailer, you know, use the load, but you use whatever load board you want to book the mm-hmm. loads. Um, they take their percentage, um, everything like that. We were running that again. Great freaking contract,
0: yeah.
1: We hit a um a postal contract for the holidays. It was from, um, it started after Thanksgiving and it was going to go to the second week of, uh, January. It was going to pay us like 83 grand Man, from Harrisburg to St. Paul, Minnesota and back. That's it. That was our run.
0: What is it like a four month contract? What was that like?
1: November, like the, the, we started Monday after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. till the second week of January
0: and 83
1: yeah but we re- we weren't uh, we weren't able to go home at all the whole time
0: right 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 so how did that affect like i know you have kids and stuff like that and like uh you know what i'm saying
1: oh, uh, just like oh i'm 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 getting to that all right so now mind you we're down to one truck so we make our first run out to minnesota drop the trailer we grab uh they didn't have anything coming back it was hey you take a trailer out there they don't have anything they'll send you back with an empty trailer That's all it was. Come back. You grab whatever trailer they have to go back out there. Go. We're on our way back. We're hitting a blizzard. Mm -hmm. I tell them it was the end of my shift. I'm like, look, keep going straight. Go south to the next, not the first interstate right here that we're coming on to. I think it was uh, 80 or whatever right there. I said, take it down to 70. Mm -hmm. The storm is above 70. So you can get 70. You can ride it straight across. He goes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy, so he hops up in the driver's seat. I go lay down. Five minutes later, I, was, I hear his hold on. The truck starts spinning.
0: Jeez.
1: He got off on 80 because he wanted to try and get to the truck stop right there because he didn't feel safe driving. I'm like, I've been driving south, no problem, doing 45 miles an hour in this blizzard because the snow is coming head on to us. Mm-hmm. Was not vibrating the truck or anything like that. He gets off the next exit on the 80, and not even five minutes, not even five minutes, the wind catches the trailer because it's empty and jackknights the truck.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. So we're out in Illinois now with this truck jackknights. And we ended up having to rent a car and drive home, waiting yep. on that to get fixed. Now, mind you, he had just gotten approved to get landstar This was a year after. The other accident
0: right
1: so we didn't say nothing to landstar
0: this man can't catch no brakes
1: yeah well yeah because it was like right after thanksgiving when he got into the other accident mm-hmm. <laughs> i told him i'm never riding with him in any vehicle after thanksgiving again. <laughs> um so we're getting we got approved to go to landstar and we don't have a truck so i hit my buddy up who was selling a truck okay I'm like yo let me buy your truck. You know, I'll make payments to you. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy I've known for a while. It's like, yeah, no problem. He's like, I got a trailer too. I'll sell you the trailer. Cool. Let's do this. Yeah. The price was like uh like 10 grand for the trailer and like 15 for the truck. What? Yeah, it was an it was an older truck. Okay. You know what I mean? Um now mind you, this was like what was this, like 2017, 2018, something like that. Right. So we get this truck, we go over to Landstar, we're moving, we're mm-hmm. moving, moving moving and grooving, take a run up, we take a run to Alaska out of Seattle. 14 grand, four days yeah. worth of work. Let's do this. It's not bad. Way back, our turbo blows in Ca- while we're in Canada, the Dang turbo on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> so we're stuck in Canada for a week, you know, whatever. They get it fixed. We get back to the States. We start driving. The other truck, we're still waiting on the other truck to get fixed. Right. Now, mind you, it's been a couple, it's been like two, three months now. I'm like, yo, what's going on with the truck? Oh, they're working on it. Da, da, da. I'm like. You're mm-hmm. running around. Mm. Well, this is what my, my partner was telling me.
0: Oh, so what actually happened in the truck? Like when it jackknifed, what was like, you know, Oh,
1: it messed up some of the, um, some of the suspension on the cab Mm -hmm. and a lot of the plastics and stuff like that and, uh, airlines and stuff. So all that was getting fixed. Right. Um, So eventually we're going, we're working, we're working. I'm like, yo, what's going on with the truck? He's like, they're going to have it done now. I'm like, why did I have to? I'm like, I called two days prior. I'm like, why did I call and have to find out? Right. How did you been on top of this? Oh well, you know, we're doing. I'm like, dude, I can't continue. We're not making. We this one like we started not making much money. Mm-hmm. It was only solo loads. So I was like, look, I'm dropping you off this truck, and you go run your truck. I'm going to run this truck. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and basically we ended the partnership right there.
0: Okay, I was going to ask if y'all split.
1: Okay. Yeah, we did the partnership pretty much right there. As soon as I dropped him off, I got like 200 miles away, and my turbo blew again.
0: Jesus, the same? What the heck? Hey, that's trucking. That's trucking.
1: Yep. So and then the truck was down again, but it was covered by warranty. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is a new turbo.
1: So we're driving, or I'm driving again. Go down to Atlanta, pick up a load. I'm going up to I think like North Dakota, or South Dakota, or something like that. I'm cutting up, I get into Missouri, and everything just starts smoking. Turbo popped again. Mm-hmm. This time, when it popped, it fucking my bad. I didn't you're, know good, you're
0: good, you're
1: good. It sent pieces of metal through the whole engine manifold, everything like that. Truck dies right at the gate to Freightliner dealership. Like I made it to the dealership and it right. died, so they get in there, they start breaking it down. They're like, yeah, you need a complete rebuild. Da, da, mm-hmm. da, da. There, it's gonna be about forty-eight thousand dollars. I said, huh? That's all
0: the good, all the good momentum you had coming down. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I looked at him. I said, How much will you give me for the truck right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, I'll give you ten grand. Okay, that's what you paid for it, right? Like said, you sold. Yeah. <laughs> sold him the truck. I called my homeboy up because I sold him a little bit on the trailer. I said, "Yo, come pick up your trailer. It's parked here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's empty." <laughs> he goes, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yo, the truck just died on me.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I mean, literally blew up. What do you expect?" He goes, "You gotta give me some money." I said, "I'll pay for your gas out there, but I ain't paying no more money on this because you sold me a truck that I've had a lot of issues with." Like, you should have known better you know what i mean i checked it out every it looked good but you knew it was having like i, I caught on to his yeah 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 tricks. so he's like all right whatever so i gave him his gas money he came picked up his trailer that's it went and worked local again i mm-hmm. uh, was hauling cardboard boxes for system freight right um take them to the candy factories the meat packing plants amish, the amish farms yeah they could pack their eggs and stuff up like Mm -hmm. just all around philadelphia new york maryland virginia this area uh doing that for a little while probably about a year or two and then uh during that time my stepfather passed away in a trucking accident Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he rolled. um he rode a water truck in west virginia and uh pretty much died on impact when he rolled the truck um so we received a nice settlement from that and talking to my mom we were going to originally open up like a um a hoagie franchise sandwich subs and i started reading the contract i was like "Mm, this don't look too good it says right here like they could take the business away from you after 10 years if it's doing good they don't have to renew your contract yeah all types, that's why it's, you got to read that fine print every time. For
0: sure, every time.
1: So we backed out of that, and my mom was like, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I already know how to drive trucks. I already know the trucking industry. Let's get another truck. So we went and bought a truck and a trailer, got our own authority this time, and we did that. Started that in, uh, when I started that? April of 2020? 21. Yeah, April 2021. So doing that, um, everything was good. Everything was good until Halloween. What happened Halloween? A brand-new driver for a, a mega carrier oh, pulled, out of, pulled out of a pocket spot that was next to me and didn't pull full, uh, far enough forward And his trailer caught my front end and basically ripped my hood all the way over onto the ground. Took the whole hood and just all the way over. So uh, I was down and out of work for about three months, Mm -hmm. waiting on parts and everything to come in for that. So I missed that amazing run when the rates were sky high and fuel was super low.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I missed that whole almost that whole run and then i got my truck back in january of 2022 and oh it was full throttle from there
0: right
1: i was i mean you remember i was out mm-hmm. three four months straight almost and it was killing and then the rates
0: started going down fuel heck yeah
1: and i was hauling a reefer unit so i was paying. i had to put more fuel because i had the power to you know run the reefer keep everything cool or whatnot and then i was having issues with that it was just yeah it got to be too much so we parked stole everything off and now i'm working for a local tanker company
0: what i think is dope about your story bro is like the cdl you know what i'm saying once you get that cdl you always kind of have somewhere to land you, you always. always have a company where you can go to Stack your bread up or just maintain, you know what I'm saying, what you've already uh, acquired and still do well. You don't have to go, you know, flip burgers. Like, you have a license that's going to keep you, uh, like, real, real eat, eating real good, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, one of the best things about this industry is, like, you always have a good place to land.
1: And what a lot of people don't know is with the CDL, it's not just truck driving. You can go drive uh trains yeah you have to have a cdl to be a conduct like an engineer or a conductor one of the two but to drive a train you have to have a cdl you can go drive a bus on top, um the big boats like tugboats and cargo boats you have to have a cdl to drive those too really mm-hmm. I know. Like probably, yeah my uh my buddy was he he's a boat captain he just got his like 400 thousand ton license or something like that was mm-hmm. like you needed a cdl to start it off the process of getting all this pilot license for the different uh class ships really mm-hmm.
0: that's insane i had no clue i'm going to do some research on that because i might look forward to that i have no clue that yeah. even existed um so like with with your nine years like what do you say are like some of the pros and cons of trucking like you know you've got to travel a lot you got to experience a lot of things like what are some of those things you got to like? Really be like, okay, like this is, like you know, this I, I I like being over here in this state. Like, this is what I don't like, you know.
1: I got to drive to Alaska.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy.
1: It doesn't get no better than that. <laughs> Literally drove to Alaska.
0: So is it like the Beautiful. TV shows?
1: Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, well, the the worst part was like. Um, it was 900-something kilometers in the Yukon where there was no cell phone service.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was kind of sketchy out there. Right. But the rest of it, I mean, it was just beautiful.
0: So, like, it's roads. Like, it's a highway that's going to take you. Because my thing, I'm like, okay, when they, select, they told me to go to Alaska, I'm like, how do I even get there?
1: It's pretty much one road that you take up, and then you, in the Yukon, you pick up a road that heads west, and that takes you right into Alaska. Gosh. You take that down to Anchorage and then backtrack the same way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely turned down that load. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. have that. <laughs> but what are some of the cons, do you think?
1: You got to, like, for over the road, being away from family, if you have a family, um, not really having – you don't have a home life if you're OTR. You know, you're, you got to make more of what it – Actually, if you're going, if you're on the road all the time, you got to make sure to stop and take breaks and enjoy places where you're at. You can't just be stuck in the truck, staying in the truck the whole time. Um, That's one thing. One of the things I learned, like if I'm stopping, if I'm got a delivery out in the L.A. area, I'm going to go see some things out there. If I'm going to Vegas, I'm taking a weekend off. (laughs) If I'm going to Orlando, I'm going to hit an amusement park you know, I'm not going to sit here and just live my life in the truck, sure. when I was truck. Now with the local stuff, it's the hours, man, you put in some hours, I put in 72 hours this week. <laughs> Literally, I know, like, 70 hours as a truck. truck I was like, Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, but that's what right, right. you're doing that through the course of the week. This was Monday through Friday.
0: So as soon as you get home, you got, you have to, you know what I'm saying, make sure.
1: That's it? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's different. There's different cons for everything, but the pros, I mean, you get to see so much different parts of the country when you're OTR, the local, you know, you're home every night in your own bed. Mm -hmm. So there's pros for every, pros for each situation and cons for each situation.
0: Which one do you think, uh, like, really fit your lifestyle more?
1: Um... I enjoyed OTR, I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed, cause I like getting out on the road and just driving and seeing different parts of the country and stuff like that. But now I like to spend the time with my kids. Mm-hmm. So being in local, then you know, I get the opportunity to see my kids more. So this, this is what works for me.
0: For sure, for sure. So I think you mentioned uh, that y'all actually did open up the hoagie shop?
1: No. No? No, we, uh, when, i started working this local job after we sold off the business Mm -hmm. i was i just told my mom like hey just take that whatever we get back from the truck and trailer just take that and go retire i found a job that i like i'm enjoying you know what i mean you go enjoy your life (laughs) i'll work i'm still young
0: yeah that's dope that's still Mm -hmm. like you know being able to sell a truck like especially right now with these prices and the prices they were like a couple of months ago, um, I think, you know, they were like three to four times what the trucks were actually worth. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a nice little, you know, uh, little nest that to sit on, um, coming off of that truck. Um, and I think, you know, just those decisions y'all made that you, you, that you made, uh, just throughout the, your career, man, like, it was just, I feel like people don't get to hear a lot of that in trucking. Like, you had a lot of success, man. And that's, like, that's really dope because, I, I like I said, like, people kind of get into that lease thing and they just keep jumping into those leases. Um, some people do pay them off, some people don't. But getting actually, you know what I'm saying, the mindset to go to the dealership and actually, you know, put somebody down and buy a truck um i feel like i don't know if people are like afraid of the afraid to go in that dealership or what but i don't hear a lot of people making
1: that move i think a lot of people um especially like younger drivers and younger being new into the industry not younger in age they see that oh the company i'm working for will just take the money out of my check i don't have to worry about making a payment i don't have to do all the research to do this so i think that's why they they get sold that dream by the company Hey, you just pay this much a week. We'll take it out of your paycheck, and you get this brand new truck. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's putting a shiny thing in front of somebody who's never had shiny things.
0: Yeah, it does make it a lot easier, like you said. <laughs> and it's like uh, you're already there. You don't have to because getting out of that truck and trying to do actual business, it ain't easy. Like mm-hmm. especially when those bills are coming up, when the first of the months coming up, you got stuff to take care of. Um, I'm saying you got things to pay. It's hard to really make those types of moves, but obviously they're worth it.
1: I mean, as an owner operator compared to a lease operator, like on the owner operator side, you got to do your quarterly taxes. You got to do your IFTA reports every quarter. Um, You got to call New York for the hut sticker. You got to call Kentucky for their permit, New Mexico for theirs, Oregon to get their permit. There's so much more work that you have to do when it's all your stuff compared to when you lease on or you lease from a company they hand they just hand you a book with everything there right you know what I, mean? that's, I think that's what might scare some people off as well because they don't want the pressure of having to do all that paperwork and remember to do all that paperwork where with mm-hmm. that it's all done for them
0: 100 it was all done for me i was spoiled i ain't gonna lie um so closing like into it i got a couple minutes left you do have you do have your hazmat of your tankers mm-hmm what would you like, you know what I'm saying, what would you say to people who are getting into the industry, uh, I get a lot of questions about like, what should I do, how do I uh, navigate, um, you know, what what advice would you have to anybody coming into the industry uh, with your background?
1: Get your license on your own. Do not go to a big company. Well, let me, let me that. Get your license on your own if you're able to. If your state will pay for it or if you have GI Bill to use that, get your license on your own if you can. Instead of going to a a big company and having to owe them a year and being locked into a contract with them for a year. Um, Get you six to eight months over the road experience with a big company. I'm not telling you don't go to a big company. Go to one because mess up. If you're going to mess up, mess up their equipment as a company driver. It doesn't affect your insurance. Do that way. (laughs) Get experience in the wintertime. You know what I mean? Wintertime driving is major. Mm -hmm. Everyone always talks about uh, you need a year experience or you need wintertime experience. So get that experience with a big company Mm -hmm. on their equipment. (laughs) Then go find the job that you want to do. A lot of local companies will hire you after six to eight months. If you want to be local, then that's what you do. Go get your experience, work through a winter, get your local job. 100%. Start working towards getting Mm -hmm. your own equipment. And go that way. But just don't be afraid. Listen, in, listen to what the people, whoever's uh, training you tells you to do. Listen to that. I still call my trainer every week.
0: Yeah.
1: No, almost every, every day. Like, he's one of my yeah. best friends. That's what's up. Me and him still talk. And then he'll, he'll even call me and ask me questions now. Yeah. Like, hey, what about this? I'm like, oh, look at the uh, student becoming a teacher now. Huh? <laughs> Heck, yeah,
0: that's dope. Um, so as far as like following you on social media, I know you have like some accounts on a couple of platforms. Where can people reach you if they want to, uh, reach out to you and, you know, what I'm saying to pick your brain or anything like that. I don't know if you, uh, have, you know what I'm saying that time locally, but you know, we do have, uh, spaces and things where we interact with people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Twitter is my main social media that I use. It's at truck trapping T R U C K T R A P P I N truck trapping
0: for sure, sure and i want to get you back on here man because i know you are very entrepreneurial bro you do a lot of stuff outside of trucking oh uh, yes big in the, the battle, battle rap uh scene making clothes like all that kind of stuff so we definitely got to have you back so we can get into more some of that uh and me and lo were working together too she told me she actually mm-hmm. told me yesterday or the day before yesterday so
1: That's what's
0: up. Mm-hmm. i actually i want to talk to you about that uh once we do finish this up but it's about the oh. end so I appreciate everybody watching. It's your boy Chris Lee, it's my guy Chris over here. Uh, you know, appreciate y'all watching. Make sure you subscribe. Deuces later.